Hey everyone, welcome along to another bite-sized episode of the High Performance Podcast and very soon the World Cup will be upon us. Are you excited, Damien? Yeah, I was going to say I'm starting to get excited. I think I will be when the first England game kicks off. I just can't feel it for many, many reasons. No, I don't think I'll be watching to be honest, but what we are going to be doing is talking about World Cup experiences on the podcast. In fact, we will share a short clip with you at the end of this with the guests that join us on Monday, which will be cool. But We've had some really interesting footballers and football people on the podcast, but we've also had some fascinating people that have worked in the world of football. And often Damien and I think people who come from a different world and immerse themselves in football, bringing cognitive diversity to that world, are really interesting. This is Pippa Grange. She's a psychologist. She's worked with the England team. And, you know, Damien, Gareth Southgate has said explicitly that she helped make a real difference, right? Yeah, I remember working out it's 709 days between England getting beat ignominiously to Iceland in the 2016 European Championships to then getting beat in the semi-finals of the World Cup in 2018. And you can look at uh, players that were added, but the reality is there was 13 players that were involved in that day in Iceland to being involved against Croatia. So it's more important to say what was actually added and the answer was Dr Pippa Grange, who came into England in between that period and started to work on relationships, trying to get the players to drop their mask, to be vulnerable, to start working with greater cohesion. So when we got to speak to her, it was an absolute privilege. And that's exactly what she talked about. It was a fascinating, wide-ranging interview on the High Performance Podcast. You can hear the whole interview, but here's a snippet, exactly as Damien just mentioned, about the importance of vulnerability. The best option is to show up as you as best as you can. You know, so relationships take us a while to build because we don't actually connect fully as ourselves. You know, there's lots of other reasons, but I'm, I'm honing in on that, that piece of it. You know, mostly we're in a, some kind of performative mode, some kind of performance when we're in a relationship. It can go on for months. Can go on forever in families and, you know, where you show only a part of you or in work relationships, you only show a part of you. And it doesn't mean a full expose of who you are and everything you feel to leave you in a massively vulnerable spot all the time. But it's like, what stops me actually just showing up as me? How can I take off the mask and show up as me? And when you do that, of course, because of the energy of exchange in relationships, the other person is so much more inclined to do it as well. And that's that, you know, mysterious, erroneous little thing we call trust. Um, that gets built much more quickly and the depth of relationship opens up. So when you work, say, if we talk about a sporting environment, but it's equally applicable in business or, or, or in a classroom, when you're working with a leader, what kind of techniques would you encourage a leader to maybe think about or consider adopting that encourage people to show up as they are rather than to wear that mm. mask? I think the first thing is starting with themselves, right? So you can't, you can't ask anybody else to um, stand in their authentic self if, if you're not willing to do it as well. And for leaders, coaches, captains, anybody it, that's, you know, you guys have to do that on the podcast all the time. You, have, you know, you're trying to build a quick engagement, not just an engagement, a quick relationship. So the more open and honest and vulnerable and real you are, the more you will get from your guest. And I think that's the same for leaders all over the place too. It's like 
can you drop can you first see where you're where you're performing a bit and you're, you're worried about not being good enough and can you let a little bit more of you into the room and it it really doesn't mean expose or you've got to tell them about your kids at the weekend or whatever else it means engagement it means eye contact it means physical presence it means if you're going to inquire how somebody is mean it ask listen respond you know it, it's like a type of intimacy I, I, i've made this point before but um we think about intimacy as something that just happens in really close relationships um you know partnerships or families right intimacy for me is a missing ingredient in our in our social lives our professional lives but you know where as we've moved away from community intimacy we we kind of like feel a bit awkward about it but it really just means showing up as you and engaging and relating you see that is a really interesting conversation to have around elite sport you spent your whole life going into dressing rooms and working with players who struggle with vulnerability can you tell us from your perspective why is it so important do you think because i think well once you reach a certain level of of accomplishment in a dressing room talent tends to equal itself out they all tend to be roughly as good as each other they're all as fit as each other strong as fast there might be slight variations but the one area that I think is untapped in potential was building team spirit. It's often been referred to in almost like mystical terms, but the reality is it's how safe you feel in that environment and how well you trust each other. And I think the work that Pippa does actually moves us into that area of starting to get people to drop the mask of putting on an image of who they think they are and actually revealing the real person behind it and when we do that we can connect with each other we care about each other and we're likely to be able to go further in helping each other and what is the cynicism and the doubt and the issue around vulnerability particularly when we talk about elite sports environments like is this just a legacy of an era where none of this was discussed i think so yeah i think i'd quote johnny wilkinson and say it's old ideas i think it's old ideas about what we assume masculinity is it's this idea of never failing always having the right answers being strong and strident when the reality is that that often hides an awful lot of of discomfort of people feeling frightened or or feeling vulnerable so we often mask it and therefore we're often inhibited against what we can do whereas when you're asking people just be yourself i think Pippa talks around it just as powerfully as Sia Khaleesi did when he took over as a captain of the South African team. If you remember when he spoke to us around the, in his first game, captaining against England, where he turned to his teammates and said, I don't know the answer in this situation. You're better qualified to do that. And he got criticism in the South African press that that's not what a leader does. A leader is supposed to have the answers even when he doesn't. You're supposed to be confident. And he was role modelling a very different kind of leadership. And we're moving into that era of starting to appreciate the value that that can offer. And if you're listening to this and you're thinking, well, I don't work in elite sport, why is this relevant? I think having a vulnerable workplace is the very first step to having accountability for people to be able to put their hands up and explain to you why things could be better, why things aren't working, why people are struggling. And it creates a healthier environment. So... Each of us are going to give you one tip on how you can create a vulnerable workplace. And I would start by just saying that it needs to come from the person at the very top. 
all too often we speak to leaders in businesses who tell us that their workplace isn't somewhere that you can be vulnerable and they wish it was. And immediately, Professor Hughes and I say, well, you have to be the very first person then to be vulnerable. Once you get that vulnerability from the leader, it creates a safe space and it allows the team to be vulnerable. So if you're a leader listening to this and you want vulnerability in your workplace, which, trust me, is a healthy thing to want to have, then you need to show it first. And if you're not the leader, and again, you want it or they want it, you perhaps need to be the person that explains to them that it needs to come from them. Brilliant advice. I'd add that get comfortable using three words, I don't know. And the more you can do that when you're confronted with a situation and say, I don't know, I think then it allows other people to admit their own fallibilities and vulnerabilities as well really important so you can listen to the full episode and the full conversation with Pippa Grange by trawling through the back catalogue of the High Performance Podcast and of course you can also find our conversation with Gareth Southgate he spoke to us ahead of the last Euros it was an amazing conversation here's what he thinks of the High Performance Podcast and I've got to thank you on behalf of by the way everybody that listens because you know you played a massive part in getting me through lockdown to be able to listen to the messages you brought and I would think there would be a lot of coaches and a lot of people in the public who would feel similarly actually the timing of how everything happened for me to to actually go for a walk for an hour with the dogs and and put my you know sometimes I like to just listen to what's going on in the world but actually I found through that period it was really powerful for me so it's one of the reasons I was really keen to come and speak because it was almost yeah thank you for for delivering that so there we go thanks so much for joining us for this bite-sized episode of high performance thanks a lot professor hughes thank you jake do you like it when i use your proper title no would you prefer damien damien but you've (laughs) said i always have to refer to you as professor hughes yeah (laughs) (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i don't Listen, it was a pleasure as always. I've loved it. Damien. Thanks, mate. Cheers. <laughs> Thanks, man. Jake. Um, and I tell you what, it comes out on Monday, but here is a sneak preview of Monday's episode of High Performance, where we have a World Cup special with three Lions Rio Ferdinand, Joe Cole, and Peter Crouch. Here's what you can expect. I remember coming on at Old Trafford and getting booed by my by the own, my own fans and um, it was probably a little bit of that between Liverpool and Man United like that kind of rivalry but that was obviously crept into the stands so my mum and dad and sister in the crowd and the whole England the whole stand and the whole the whole stadium are, are booing me because of you know maybe a little campaign sort of against me mm. to not be in England squad let's be honest right I'm I'm 24 year old kid right I'm getting booed by my own fans and I'm thinking about my mum as I'm coming on to play for England Were you? Remember the feeling that we had in the, around the, the, the stadiums when we were all going to the games in the Euros? Remember the feeling around the country, what that mm. done? People going off school, businesses closing for their moments. Mm. Like That's because of that, what that team done. We quickly forget far yeah. too often. When we get on that plane to leave Qatar with the trophy or without a trophy, you make sure that you have no regrets. You, you live it from now until then. So when you're 15 years down the line working in media... You know, we can all pat you on the back as legends.